This is Pixelated Audio, episode 97, and today we're listening to Big Bang Pro Wrestling on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Welcome back to the Video Game Music and Retro Gaming Podcast, Pixelated Audio. I'm one of your hosts, James, and this is Brian. How's it going, guys? Today, we are going to be playing music and talking about Big Bang Pro Wrestling yeah. for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. I'm excited because we played a track from this game, I, I want to say been like, a while, like I 50 think. episodes ago or something, yeah. and, and we thought, you know, one day we got to do a show on this. This is a great little soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's very tight and fun to listen to. Oh, and it's a great game, too. But uh, good luck trying to buy it for your own Neo Geo Pocket Color. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, pricey, huh? I c- yeah. couldn't find a copy. I actually found one copy when I was in Japan, and it was, like, behind glass, and it was, right. like, yeah. Well, not only there. are they expensive, they're just hard to find. So right. even seeing one is difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the soundtrack is excellent. It's composed by Takafumi Wada. And uh, so we got some information on him. Uh, so we're going to go through the soundtrack together, listen to it, and uh, kind of share um, our thoughts on some of the music. Yeah. So I just got back from Japan like two days ago. Right. And so I have jet lag. So if I start like crashing like midway through the episode, you know what? <laughs> um, but that's why we didn't get a show out last, what, two weeks ago? Because, yeah, the 15th. Yeah, I was gone. And so it just didn't happen. And we were trying not to stress about it. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm back, and now it should be pretty regular for the most part, I think, uh, going forward. Yeah, and I think this episode is uh, not only just going to be fun, but I think it's going to be relatively uh, in that sweet spot of not too long, not too short. Yeah. I mean, there's not a ton of tracks. It's not a super you know detailed, involved game, and it's for you know a really ha- a handheld that we really have a sweet spot for. Yeah, so... I think today it's going to be light, going to be fun, and uh, let's talk about that first track, that opening track that we came in with. I, I thought it was a nice, short, fun track that um, has a little bit of drama in there and a little bit of you know, heroicness, and uh, to me, it just would get you really pumped to be like, oh, this is going to be really fun. It's got, you're right, that showmanship kind of thing that mm-hmm. wrestling has, and so you know, getting you kind of geared up and like you see uh, the, the intro, the opening sequence is like some like yoked out dude kind of like walking towards the screen just showing his legs and kind of moving up mm-hmm. and uh yeah it fits dude it's really good good little track yeah fun I, and i like the uh i don't know what it is about the neo geo pocket color sound even though the sound chip is used in like a million other things mm-hmm. it just sounds so maybe maybe it's the way that the composers i don't i don't know maybe it's something about snk and like their quality control i, I don't know but it always sounds so fun and like tight mm-hmm yeah, I, th- I would think with the Neo Geo Pocket Color, the, the one of the first things that I think about for their games is just it's so much fun. Whether it's a shooter, you know, a beat 'em up, a platformer, anything like that, it's just it's just going to be a really good time. Yeah. So uh, this game, both you and I played it many like what over a year or mm-hmm. so ago um, for the first time, and uh, we really enjoyed it. So it's going to be fun going through this together today. Let's talk about the publisher real quick, SNK. We've talked right. about them numerous times. We're not going to get into too much detail, but SNK was or is known for their fighting game. 
Samurai Showdown, King Fighters, Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, Last Blade. Some of the best stuff to hit the coin-op world. Right. Um, Metal Slug, Baseball Stars, Neo Turf Masters, which we had a show on. Mm -hmm. Sengoku, Shock Troopers, Air Fighters. I mean, constant innovation, extremely diverse in different game genres that they produce. However, only twice in the company's history, they decided to give wrestling, you know, the genre, a shot. There was King of Monsters, which is kind of like a wrestling game, but not not really. It's kind more of, like, yeah. a, like a kaiju, like smash kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I don't really count that one. <laughs> but like two times in their history, like they really did give it a, a full honest attempt. So the first time in 1993, they released a title called Three Count Bout in the arcades. Mm-hmm. And I've played this a bunch because... Three is high up on the main list, so right, it's so, you know, so it's easy to to, to put on. He was like, "Hmm, what is this?" Yeah, so really pretty detailed sprites. I don't know if I ever saw it in the arcade. I can't I've never remember. seen it in an actual arcade, but yeah. uh, like all those games that you listed, they're they're beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're polished gorgeous. from and, top to bottom. And for 1993, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, the problem is, it's a bit clunky. It mm-hmm. feels like the animation isn't very good, which is not very SNK. It's it's almost like a like a one on one beat 'em up game mm-hmm. with like wrestling moves kind of thrown in. I wouldn't say it's uh, I wouldn't say it's horrible, but it's right. not. I, it's all right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, give it a shot and you can decide for yourself. But it's yeah yeah. We're not going to do an episode on three count bout anytime. Soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, you know, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, so jump ahead to right before the company went bankrupt in 2000, SNK took another stab at a wrestling title with Big Bang Pro Wrestling on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. But this time, they took more of the formula that the Fire Pro Wrestling games took and also had some similarities with LJN's WWF games like Super WrestleMania. Yeah, and uh, I think there was Raw, like WWF. Mm -hmm. No, no. Royal Rumble. That mm-hmm. was the other one. I love those games. They were so good. Yeah, they are pretty fun. And you can definitely see the similarities with the more like cliche wrestling, like, you know, that type of style with right. the ring and all that stuff. But uh, so Big Bang Pro Wrestling was released in November of 2000, published by SNK and developed by SNEO. Now, this game never saw a port and never made its way outside of Japan. However, it did have a full English option included. Yeah. So this was SNK's last game before they went bankrupt. So mm-hmm. maybe they were planning like a stateside release and they just went bankrupt before they were able to get something out. Not sure. That, yeah. That's kind of, you know, I guess we'll never know. But if you set your uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color to the English language uh, or your emulator, it will, you know, ev- display everything in English. So it's, it's really cool for those of, you know, us that can't speak Japanese and... Right want to still be able to enjoy the game it's not like wrestling needs a lot of uh there's language. not a lot of dialogue yeah, yeah there's not a lot of language ability needed i think even in you know whether you speak english or not so. yeah i mean in this this was a really popular thing back in those days for you know 2000 you know wrestling was huge here in the states so i could have seen this game doing really really well yeah uh, even though the neo geo pocket color like we talked about didn't really make a huge splash in the U.S. I think if you had one, this would probably be a game you might be interested in. I wholeheartedly believe that. I think that if this game had made it to the States, Neo Geo Pocket Color owners would have this game. This would yeah. be like the one to get, you know, so. Right, because even before the episode, you and I were talking about how we were both into wrestling uh, when we were in junior high. And, I, and for me, it even carried into high school. I mean, as 
in the 80s when I was a little kid, I was really into like Hogan, Big Boss Man, Jake the Snake, all that stuff. And then, you know, that kind of carried all the way into high school where... Yeah, mine stopped at junior high. I was <laughs> yeah. like, eh, yeah, yeah, I remember the merger of WWF, WCW, and I had no, getting I had no pay-per-views problems. and stuff like that. I had no problems with it. I just, I was like, eh. Yeah, it, I, for me, it was like um, soap opera for a boy. And it oh, was, okay. uh, it was exciting. And, but eventually I kind of got over all the drama and was prepared to leave <laughs> for college, I guess. <laughs> You're in your college dorm, just kind of like watching it, like, you know, so nobody yeah. can see you and stuff. Anyways. So, uh, S Neo, uh, their whole reason for existence originally was to solely be a contracting dev team for human entertainment, helping with some of the dev on some of humans earlier titles and then doing full development for Vanguard bandits in 1998 and then fire pro wrestling G in 1999 for the PS one, which I'm sure gave them a huge one up for being able to develop big bang. I mean, they had experience now. Yeah. However, they turned into a freelance group shortly after and worked on a number of other titles for other publishers, uh, such as Big Bang Pro Wrestling, a few of the simple 1500 series titles for the PS1, some romance adventure visual novels for the Dreamcast and PS2, and Fire Pro Wrestling Returns in 2005 for the PS2. So it seems like wrestling was kind of becoming their thing. Yeah, that and visual novels. And uh, yeah, a bunch of uh, Keitai games for Docomo's iMode platform, which is like this kind of internet-based, like web-based game for like Japanese smartphones at the time. Um, their most recent title was called Cream Puff, another another tale scenario uh, in 2008. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't played it. Uh, yeah, but after that, though, they kind of dissolved. Not really clear on what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their website just kind of like stopped. Like they stopped paying for their 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 host and yeah. whatever it's just like no longer there so yeah and you would think you know this is something we run into a lot with older games in like the 80s and 90s where things were not documented very well but the 2000s weren't really that much better yeah and I, they're still not that much better today but you know whatever anyways let's get into some music finally so we're going to start off with uh beginning which is the wrestler bio and we'll be right back That was Beginning, which is the wrestler bio composed by Takafumi Wada for Bing Bang Pro Wrestling on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Not a, you know, a terribly long track and not anything that's too distracting. I think it fits for the wrestler bio area where you're going to be reading, looking at stats, stuff like that. Um, I thought it felt a little reserved, which works for that, uh, that section. But I really liked it. It had like a nice build up to the really, you know, really soaring high part. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love the kind of vibrato on the higher notes like mm-hmm. when he goes you know mm-hmm. I, I really like uh that through just this psg it just sounds so clean and like i said earlier like the soundtrack is really like tight mm-hmm. and you can kind of hear that right with this first track like every note is really defined 
uh, d- doesn't m- kind of melt them together. It right. can kind of keeps everything almost like a, it. It would be kind of overboard to say March, but like a you know, it's something. It's like very tight. Yeah, sounding it's like, like very regimented. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't I'm trying to think of a better way to say that, but I think tight is just the best one I can yeah. come up with. Um, anyways, so what do we got next? Next up, we have fight, which is the normal match background music. heard fight composed by takafumi wada for big bang pro wrestling on the neo geo pocket color see this is a this is a cool track to me like i i really like that um kind of build up and then Mm -hmm. the two square waves kind of just go in like kind of in tandem you know playing one playing the melody one playing the harmony and then the bass doing its own thing yeah i like that i i think i mean this that's kind of what you get a lot with four channel Mm -hmm. sound chip but i mean that I like that. I like that. I mean, that kind of encompasses everything we we love and hold dear about like Japanese, you know, video game music. I think. Oh yeah, and yeah, and the Neo Geo Pocket Color seems to always have like a really good soundtrack. Um, very bright. Yeah, very yeah. bright and fun. I think this song actually had like some swag, some swagger to it. It was like a little bit of attitude. Uh, <laughs> like I got the idea of someone just like walking down that ramp, even though this is used during the battles, during the fights. Um, I just like this felt like somebody really confident like I'm gonna win I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that belt but uh, I liked it it was very catchy too like uh, I, I I can imagine myself just like humming this you know just over and over on a loop just humming it to myself yeah I, I really like uh, Takafumi Wada's stuff like mm-hmm. I, I think this is a uh, you could have told me this was done by you know the same team that did like Sonic or anything I would believe you maybe because it is Neo Geo Pocket Color I don't know but it, it has a, I mean, the guy did an excellent job, mm-hmm. I think, on the soundtrack. The whole way through, we're going to be listening to pretty much all the tracks. Yeah. And uh, I think you guys will. That's one of the great things about handheld. Tend right. to not have like a you know a huge amount of tracks. That we yeah. can go through them all. Yeah. Uh, so real quick about Takafumi Wada. He started working for a game audio studio right out of school, like high school. Because his first credits date back to around 1999. And he would have probably been like 19 or 20. 
at yeah. that time. And that's not uncommon for a lot of these composers. We've heard, I mean, some of them still being in high school like, and <laughs> yeah. working for companies and stuff like that, which is really cool. Uh, it's always great to see people start out early because then they get massive lists of games that they work on, like Wada. I mean, there's a huge amount of games he's worked on, like Ashida No Joe for the Game Boy Advance, PlayStation 2, Initial D, another stage for the Game Boy Advance, Gals Fighter and Puzzle Link 2 for the Neo Geo Pocket Color, The Wild Rings for Xbox. I never heard of that. Yeah, I never heard of that one either. Yeah. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling D for the Dreamcast, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns for the PlayStation 2, Mighty Pang for the arcade, Kenkabancho 1 and 2 for the PlayStation 2. I I love Kenkabancho 1. Like I was really into that game. It's basically awesome. like a Japanese like mini yakuza gangs like like oh cool yeah like little street gangs basically uh-huh. and uh you know with the big like pompadour, pompadour yeah. and stuff and like you get into battles and it's basically electricity between your eyes like I think you showed out. me this game and I, I think thought it was did. pretty hilarious yeah uh, it looked it, really fun yeah it's it's really funny like the way they speak and stuff too uh yeah sorry but sorry to interrupt oh continue, no continue it's always great to hear I'd never heard of Kenkabancho even I guess you you showed it to me and I didn't remember but uh yeah, uh, so these also arranged music for Double Dragon Advanced on the Game Boy Advance and a few other Neo Geo Pocket Color, Windows, PS2, Game Boy games, uh, as well as arcade, uh, including arrangements for Monster Hunter Generations in 2016 and composition for Fire Emblem Echoes in 2017 for the 3DS. That's that's a long list of games. Yeah, he's been doing it since 1999 all the way up until 2017. 2018, I think he's and still working on stuff. Those are some pretty big pretty big games yeah it was a long list um we actually had to chop it down because we were afraid we'd be <laughs> yeah. here forever originally he worked for uh, another company but he started his own audio studio called dimension cruise around 2006 and began working on compositions for tv dramas documentaries and movies for a bunch of different uh japanese broadcasting networks there was tokyo broadcasting nhk fuji tv and tv asahi and funny thing is his wife yoko mizumoto also was employed at the same company he started at, and then moved on to Dimension Cruise doing composition as well. But Wada, his list is insane, though. Looking at all of his studio profile, I mean, there's there are pages and pages of stuff that he's done compositions for. Right. And I mean, this, again, isn't just game-related stuff. Like, he's done the gamut. And he's actually really well-known in the anime community, mm-hmm. I think, for doing a bunch of, you know solo anime episodes and he even did some stuff for uh xenoblade chronicles i think he did like a jingle for them he's guys all over the place yeah i I would assume that having that skill set and that diversity of being able to make music for tv and all those different things anime uh has allowed him to continue doing stuff for games this long because his you know his career is still going he's still making money and can pick projects as he goes along i did uh get a chance to chat with him for like five minutes and then he had to run and i was really hoping we could coerce him to to be on the show but we didn't make it in time so maybe i can like splice it in here somewhere (laughs) like if, if it comes up down the road uh anyways let's get into another track this is called knives and it's actually brian's theme my theme uh composed by takafumi wada
right, that was Knives, which is Brian's theme, composed by Takafumi Wada for Big Bang Pro Wrestling. I think one of the things I'm going to keep saying over and over is that these these tracks are very catchy, and I think um, that that is something very important in wrestling. Even though these are fake wrestlers, they're not real people. They're not based. I mean, some of them are based on real people, but. It's not songs you've heard from watching wrestling. Yeah, it's not like a theme of an existing, you know, character. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like when I remember watching wrestling and you'd hear like the first couple notes of someone's entrance music and you're like, oh no, somebody's like going to run into the ring. And so you want it to be very catchy and memorable. And I thought this track was really fun. Uh, I thought it was just really cool. I liked the really high part, how it had just kind of like this nice, like everything was going cool and yeah, it yeah. just kind of kicks it up a little bit a notch. And I don't know, I just thought it was really fun. Man, the bass is rocking on mm-hmm. this one. I mean, you know, within, you know, within, uh, within the, the Neo Geo yeah. pocket, you know, kind of band. Uh, no, it, it's really good. I, I like this, you know, listening to the car, I was like, oh man, this I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah. And, uh, you get both uh, the uh, two square waves up in that top range, doing the vibrato together, and then mm-hmm. the bass kind of drops off. It's just it, it's cool, man. Uh, what's awesome is this game has a theme for each of the characters, like yeah. kind of like you were saying with like real wrestlers. You know, like you have uh, kind of like this dedicated theme to go with each person as they come out, as mm-hmm. they walk. And what's really neat is each character has their own ring entrance too. It's not just right. the music; they get like kind of like this walk as they they come into the ring and like there's different uh you know presentation for like um pyrotechnics and yeah. uh, smoke and different lights and the crowd is like a little bit different for each person mm-hmm. so i thought that was really awesome yeah and all that stuff the i mean really is from someone that, that liked watching wrestling the entrance of the characters is something that's very important to the branding of that character and likability or the you know if you're going to hate that character which i mean there's many characters that are designed specifically for you to hate them right and uh, i really like that this game took the attention to make a different one for each character and right. i mean they're just basically walking out and they're just walking to the ring but the, the crowd colors change the pyrotechnics are different the music's different it was really cool a lot of attention to detail yeah and uh yeah, I think that uh, you get to hear this also when you get... We'll get into the modes and stuff later, but you also hear this during like their kind of bio when they have their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, each character has their own kind of like, you know, kind of mini chopped up story. And uh, this plays kind of during that too. So uh, so we're going to be listening to a lot of the character themes as we go through the mm-hmm. episode. And this is kind of like the first one. He's the first character, I think, in the, the roster too. So um, real quick, let's kind of recap on the Neo Geo Pocket color sound hardware because right. it's been uh it's been a while since we did a neo geopocalypse color focus and i think our right. our focus was actually sonic which yeah. was like in way the, early it was, it was like sub 20 episode yeah and then we had the neo turf masters episode where we kind of re, re retouched on it we've had you know tracks here and there from expansion packs but yeah. we haven't really talked turf about masters this. was still a long time ago i think um was it I really think it was like ago? It's like 60, uh, under 70. Oh, really? It was like, I think episode 68, 69 or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago to me. Uh, but yeah, so the sound chip that's found in the Neo Geo Pocket Color is called the T6W28. And it's based on two partial SN76489A cores, uh, the chip in the master system, and a lot of other systems right. at the time. Very popular chip, very cheap to produce. And it's driven by a Z80 processor. Yeah, four channels, three square wave tone generators, and one noise generator. Yes, plus direct access to the two digital to analog converters. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The Neo Geo Pocket Color, though, it has stereo sound output, but through the headphone jack only. So mm-hmm. the way that you guys are hearing it is actually in stereo because that's how, you know, it was ripped and we are listening to it now. Yeah, uh, I mean, in a lot of these handhelds, if it had a stereo uh, or a headphone jack, that's how you would listen that, to it. You're probably going to be out somewhere. You're going to have some noise in the background and you can really crank it up and, and hear it. Yeah, and most handhelds only had one speaker on the front anyway. So, and the, you know, audio fidelity was very low. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, separate levels can be set for left and right on each channel. So it's kind of, there is something you can, you can actually make like a really, interesting stereo effect i haven't really noticed much in what we've heard so far right but as we kind of get through it we might hear more and more of that stereo kind of volume leveling and stuff mm-hmm. anyways uh you ready to get into some more music oh yeah so we got plenty of themes to go through the next one is going to be mike's theme which is called red 2000x heard red 2000x which is mike's theme composed by takafumi wada now this one reminds me and i, I can't pinpoint a bit i i want to say like teenage mutant ninja turtles on the game boy there's something like that like <laughs> something there that maybe it's zixies for the nes i don't know now now I'm, I'm drawing like now i'm seeing like 20 other things but yeah well, this track definitely has a much different feel than, than brian's theme it this one to me has a little bit more futuristic um, cutscene type feel to it uh, and has a lot more of like an echo to everything which right, I right, thought right, right. gave it that kind of futuristic 80s 90s kind of sound even though this was you know in the 2000s is this the guy that's kind of like hunched over and looks like no I think that's Dietz oh yeah 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 well, why don't we listen to Dietz because yeah. he's he's next so this is Dietz theme which is called Night Saw composed by Takafumi Wada
right, that was Night Saw, which is Deet's theme, composed by Takafumi Wada. It, there's not a lot to this track. It's it's a right. little on the darker side, but when it uh, it's kind of playing with the the harmony and melody, you really do get that. Unless I have like a some kind of weird ear allergy and I'm just not <laughs> hearing it right, but you do get this really cool effect with this track. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, this this track, uh, like the title suggests, it's darker. A saw at night. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it's um, darker. It's more minimal than some of the the previous one. It's still kind of catchy. Yeah, but it's a lot more psychological, which I got from it. It felt like you're on the edge of things about to get scary, um, which fits this character very well. Uh, we're going to get into some of the characters later on, and you know who they're based on, and what their their abilities are, and stuff like that. But um, we're very quickly seeing that all these characters are pretty different from one another. Yeah, and they each have their own kind of mini story. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier, but like it really, they didn't have to do that. It, mm-hmm. it was, and, and the fact that it was all in English too makes it really nice because you know you can follow along, and anybody else who's playing an emulator who doesn't speak Japanese can actually kind of go through it. Again, very minimal, but still adds to that that uh, that fun factor. I think you know, like having something in a game that uh, you know you're playing a fighting game, you're playing a wrestling game. They you notice Capcom, SNK, they all have this little tiny backstory for the characters and right. just to give you that extra sense of like this is an actual like person kind of thing or an actual like existing being, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just like these non no name, you know action figures or you know what i mean yeah it gives you that sense of who are the hero types and who are the villain types and you know who do you like to play as yeah so the game itself though kind of centers around this this whole kind of what battle royale story Mm -hmm. so tell me about that yeah so this game is kind of a revival of the sprite-based wrestling games that were released before it you know like we've mentioned before games on the game boy nes stuff like that um, only a handful of the top wrestlers are able to compete for the greatest prize in wrestling, which is the IEW Championship Belt. And after the great king of IEW, Joseph Steele returns to defend his throne. What does IEW stand for? Uh, I don't know what it actually stands for I off the d- top of my head. I, I couldn't. I didn't see it in listed anywhere, but uh, I didn't either. That's why I was I was wondering if you knew because I had no idea. Well, the W probably stands for wrestling, so <laughs> international, Inter- international something. W wrestling. I don't know international uh, wrestling. Uh, anyways, yeah. So um, the gameplay wise, though, is really interesting. So on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, attacks are limited to A and B because that's all you got. Yeah, on the system. Unfortunately, the system only has the two buttons, no triggers, and the, you know just the, that awesome joystick. Yeah. So A is used for physical attacks and grappling. While B is used for other actions like getting in and out of the ring, climbing the turnbuckle, taunts, pinning your opponent, basically the everything else type button. The everything else button. <laughs> yeah, the all is, the of the above button. Yeah. So you got your very limited use for A and B is like everything else. Um, each character, once their name starts flashing, if you hit A and B together, you can do special attacks, which is pretty cool. It's a nice use of the button. It's probably not likely you're going to hit A and B at the same time accidentally. Anyway, right. so And even if you did, I think you'd have to wait for your name to be flashing anyway, right? To use right. that special. Yeah. So each character has their own special attacks like you would expect. And that doesn't just go for the specials. Each character has their own subtleties in the way that they fight that make them unique from all the other characters. Yeah. The game plays like a super simplified version of Fire Pro Wrestling, complete with like their grappling system. It's really really tough to figure out the timing and actually turn me off the first time i played mm-hmm. but with a bit of patience i was able to get the timing down and the game turned into a load of fun yeah i 
absolutely adore this game. Like it, right after you figure it out, then that's when everything clicks and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is amazing. And I feel like that is part of how a lot of wrestling games work. You know, even the really simple ones to the more complex ones. Mm-hmm. Like I remember getting really big into WrestleMania 2000 on the N64 and played it a ton. And then I picked it up not too long ago for uh, another 64. And uh, it was just so hard to get the hang of again. But then once you start getting the way the buttons work, you can start chaining different combos and you actually feel like you're in charge. Yeah, if you decide to give the game a shot, the timing really comes down to this very, very tight window. So both wrestlers kind of throw their arms back and they like almost instantly spring back together. The moment their hands touch, hit A, which mm-hmm. will do like a body slam or something like that. And once you've kind of beaten them down a bit, then you can start doing more uh, combos. So you can like hit A and like left on the joystick or, you know, A and up on the joystick and it'll perform different moves. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how they get around the two button limitation. For the timing, though, I highly recommend you start with easy mode and kind of once you get it down, then move on to normal mode because. I, like seriously i was like so frustrated i was like how can anybody play this game like yeah. there's no like the computers just destroy you yeah it just destroy you and like i can't win any grapples da, 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 da. and it's really just comes down to that timing so i put it on easy was able to get through it several times and then i moved to normal and the game was just a blast yeah and and like we said each of the characters play differently so once you get the hang of how the the moves work you can play as a different character and get different kinds of moves. So it would be really fun to play through as all the different characters, which adds a lot to these tiny little games. Yeah, so let's get into some more music. This is called Samurai, which is the title defense match background music. So we'll listen to that and we'll be right back. That was Samurai, title defense match background music composed by Takafumi Wada. Uh, this track to me is very much more heroic feeling. There's a lot more range and it feels more soaring and dynamic mm-hmm. and more complex than the other tracks we've listened to, which makes sense for where this would fit into the game. Yeah, this is kind of like the more, uh, well, I mean, this is, you know, title defense. I mean, this is where you're going up against somebody who's holding the record. So it has to be something a little more challenging sounding i mm-hmm. want to say and and this track delivers i think the uh kind of that um you know galloping kind of clackety clackety bass is is really fun and it kind of adds like a little bounce to it mm-hmm. uh it's really interesting to listen to, and you can really hear the stereo i think come right. out in this track a little bit more too 
Do you want to listen to that yeah. real quick? Uh, we could just kind of solo out those two channels. You can get yeah, it, especially yeah. since we found a track so quickly after mentioning to keep an eye out for stereo. Right, right. Let's turn on the uh, two square channels. First two channels. It's it's still minimal stereo effect. I think we're we're only getting a little bit of volume dampening in like you know in the left side, but it's still it's still obvious. You can still mm -hmm. hear it. You know, there's clearly some tricks that he he wants to do to have you know this this harmony in the background sound that really is only kind of dancing in one ear. And I think that that's you know cool effect. Something for a, a simple chip. Mm -hmm. Even the subtle differences make a big difference, right? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, we've talked about. The uh, kind of the gameplay a little bit. There's a bunch of different modes in this right. game. It actually has a lot to offer. Oh yeah! Now that we've talked about how the game works, I think it's a good chance to get into the four different playable modes this game has. So there's the story mode, which is the IEW Championship, where you have to face all the seven other characters and then finally fight the boss for the belt. And then there's one match and tournament mode, which that's two different modes lumped together. They basically have the same parameters. They let you pick a match and set the rules with different timers, uh, rules, ring colors, difficulty of the opponent, all that stuff. It's like your custom match or tournament. Right. So each time you play, you can kind of customize it the way you want, which is really awesome. You know, you can change mm -hmm. it to like a Neo Geo Pocket Color SNK ring. Right. And then, yeah. you know, change the background, change the colors a little bit, the palette, swap them out and stuff. I like that. Now, the one the one match is really like it sounds. It's just like a single match mm -hmm. and then you're back just, in the screen. Yeah, right? just you versus somebody and then you can make your own tournaments and which is kind of neat, like you said, with being able to change the ring and the colors and, and everything else. But there's some other really cool uh, things you can turn off and on in in these modes. So there's coffin option and then there's the money option. So in the coffin option, the loser gets thrown into an open casket, which is kind of neat, uh, which, <laughs> uh, which happened a lot in wrestling. There was all these different fancy table matches and, you know, like all these different uh, ladders and stuff that were used to create these special kind of unique matches. So to have something like that is really cool. And then there's the money option where the players climb a rope outside the ring to try to get to a bag of, of money, uh, which is really cool because in, you know, WWF, WWE, all that stuff, they do all these crazy matches like that where everyone's trying to scramble to do the same thing and then somebody gets all the way up there and you're like, oh, they almost got it. And then somebody suplexes them off the top. And it's like King of the Mountain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just a really cool way to spice up just doing regular tournaments and having these special type of matches. Um, then there's the final mode, which is a standard two player via the second Neo Geo pocket color and a link cable. Um, so that's the, like the fourth mode is that's, you know, that's two player. What, that's what we're playing on our, uh, on our podcast cover. <laughs> yeah. We're playing big bang yeah. Pro wrestling together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another cool thing about this game is it has a physical ref. Yes. that runs around and uh, you can, uh, you can kind of, kick his butt too yeah like, which is always cool and he'll fall down and pass out and i think when he's down uh the timer stops right or not the timer but the he can't count right so, so you like, can't win a match yeah so if you're pin if you're pinning somebody and the referee's laying on the ground unconscious yeah you just have to wait until he wakes up before you yeah. can get the count started and that could be the change in in the tide so that now you're losing instead of you were winning which was always a great feature in 
you know, WWF wrestling type stuff where bad guys would come in, they'd knock the ref out and then you get screwed over. And yep. so that's another layer that adds to the fun of this simple handheld game. Yeah. I want to kind of backtrack real quick to the uh, thing that I like about the tournament mode. And that's that you can set it up to be a bunch of CPU players. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I was kind of doing some research on it last night and I figured I would just, you know, throw that on and just watch other guys kind of battle it out. And it was cool. It was like watching little wrestling matches, mm-hmm. little eight bit wrestling matches, like in yeah. the, you know, in the corner of my room. Yeah. You didn't know who's going to win. And then you get to see how the, the tournament shakes out. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Anyways, let's get into some more music. This is Fujiyama, which is show's theme. which is so's theme composed by takafumi wada I, I think this track starts out kind of interesting how there's like that kind of start and stop it almost sounds thing. like it's going to be a 10 second track yeah or like there's something wrong with the track but it, it kind of gives me that um that eye of the tiger song okay, okay it's like yeah. dun, dun, dun. like it, it kind of <laughs> gives me a little bit of that feel even though it's not as is uh as energetic as that but it gives me that that, that idea that they're kind of starting and stopping to try to build a little bit of tension. Right. Uh, but I really like the way the track kind of progresses into, uh, you know, a little bit more of a, a, a all-together track. Yeah, there's something going on with the uh, the second square wave up there that I, I kind of want to point out. It, it, it just sounded kind of neat. Like, I couldn't figure out what it was doing. And a lot of these notes, a lot of these tones are very clear-cut. And you can pinpoint them. It's not really worth soloing a lot out. Mm-hmm because it's so obvious you know but i this one kind of gave me a little bit of a uh hey what's going on kind of feeling so let's just take a listen real quick No, that's weird because that sounds so much more like in the major skit. Like it's a little more happy feeling mm-hmm. than the rest of the track. If we listen to the rest, it doesn't doesn't have that same feeling to it. I think it sounds um, kind of optimistic still, but it, it right, sounds right. like you have maybe something tough to do. But when you were sewing that channel out, there's like the part where as the notes going up, it kind of like trips oh yeah and, yeah, and like, yeah to it's me, very it, segmented yeah. yeah it kind of reminds me of like uh fingers sliding across a fretboard or like um strumming on a guitar like the pick hitting the note on, uh, yeah, on the way yeah. up so i thought that was kind of neat it, it gave it um kind of like a uh 
I don't know, it just gave it a different feel to me to have the nodes do that because you could just not have that sound in there that it sounds like it's traveling up. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so why don't we get into our next track? This is called Ice Cream. Ice Cream, not Ice Cream. Yeah, not Ice Cream. Uh, which is uh, David's theme. <laughs> You just heard Ice Cream, which is David's theme, composed by Takafumi Wada. Uh, I think this character is kind of like that. He's the big brute kind of guy. Yeah, I think, I think right? he's the the green character. Um, <laughs> the green character. Yeah. Uh, he's just wearing a big green leotard. Yeah, because I, I, if I remember correctly, he's supposed to, he's like the big guy. Like he's the yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has a uh, kind of rude and crude kind of sound to it, I think. The, the bass is kind of just a little bit dark and heavy Mm -hmm. and uh the top end never really gets bright it just kind of stays like in its in its kind of like murky waters yeah it's not as uh i expected it to be a lot more scary i guess Mm -hmm. um kind of more like deets's theme like a little bit troubled and but this one was more rocking to me yeah it had a little bit it reminded me of like this guy is probably someone that sits around drinking beer listening to you know old 80s bands you know like rocking out yeah so that's the the feeling it gave me, which I thought was pretty cool. That it, when when we were first listening to the soundtrack, I expected something kind of dark and menacing and even scary, but uh, it was it was what not. Do, it was, it was what, more what like rock expect? and roll. What do you expect coming out of the Neo Geo Pocket Color? We only got so many uh, yeah. channels to work with. Uh, anyway, so we've been talking about the characters and playing to their themes. Uh, the game and the mini story kind of follows along ten playable characters. And, before you kind of mentioned eight, because you could only play eight in the tournament, right. but there are ten with a few unlockables. Right, so let's start off with um, like one of the main characters. There's Brian McDougal, who is kind of like your power character. It takes a lot of inspiration from the U.S. wrestler Goldberg. Uh, as we go through this list of characters, there's a lot of them that kind of have uh, things that, that... Similar tropes and stuff that yeah, you see. Yeah, they're that type of character, or they do moves that are kind of similar, or they have a, a fighting style that might be similar to someone. But there's no direct relation at all. Right. And they're very, they are very individual and very unique. And, you know... In SNK's kind of world, in the other wrestling game they did, Three Count Bout, uh, they had the same thing where it wasn't really any characters based on real, actual characters. They're all right. kind of fictitious SNK world characters. Right. They don't want to get into any type of uh, lawsuits. But yeah, they look different, but they might have similar play styles. Um, next up, we have Macy, who is also called the Oriental in the manual. Uh, and they're more of a versatile character that is uh, most likely inspired by the great Kabuki. Yeah. Um, then there's Mike Martin, who is slow but powerful with a lot of grapple moves. That's, uh, and th- maybe, oh, maybe that is the guy in the green leotard. 
I'm not sure. We'd have to double check. We have to double check. Um, because some it's of the names like are whole, like four hours since I played. So. Yeah, some of the names are not as memorable. Like Dietz, who's up next, uh, who's basically based on the Undertaker. Yeah. He's he's he got looks, that creepy like Iori kind of like hunched over kind of thing. Yeah, and he's yeah. all gray, so he, he definitely there's like color missing from him, and <laughs> and he he has the, like the long like sulky look. Uh, so then there's Show, which we played his track. Uh, he's quick and relies on physical attacks. And he practices Val Tudo. Is that how? Yeah, it's kind of like a martial art. Yeah. It's kind of like similar to um, like Muay Thai. Yeah, it's considered kind of like an MMA style of fighting. Like he does a lot of grappling and kicking and punching. He's pretty versatile. Yeah. Um, then there's David Bogner, uh, who's the heaviest character. And he's actually the only one that can't climb the turnbuckles. So that's. Is that, is that the guy that kind of looks like, um, like Zangief? Might be. Uh, it, uh, like looking at the, right now in front of us we have a picture of all the different characters and it's pretty cropped down so it's hard to tell who's the big guy and, and they're all pretty big yeah, they're all pretty big in this one um, next up we have Alex Fall who's slim and cocky with strong grapples and he's most likely inspired by The Rock mm-hmm. uh, which was in kinda, the 2000s was one of the biggest wrestlers kinda out the, there kind of so. obvious yeah yeah so then we have the Great Eagle uh, who's very fast and resembles the wrestler Tzok and next up, we have Joseph Steele, who's the tallest, and he fights in his own grapple style, and he's only playable after beating him. So when we talked about the story, he was like the main guy. He had right. the belt. Everyone wanted it, and he's he's like the boss. He would be like M. Bison if there's a street fighter, and once you beat him, you can actually play as him, which is pretty cool. And then there's Kay, which uh, is the only female character in the game, but it's so interesting like so she's very fast she's by far the quickest right. in the game but she's also the weakest she's not as strong as some of the, the big guys but she has a really interesting way of being able to play her which you found out the other day yeah so if you want to unlock her so at first i i was looking at this list of characters from the snk wiki and i was like okay like there's there's 10 here but i'm only seeing eight and then right. I, you know found out about uh joseph Steele, how you can unlock him i'm like well how do you get this 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 woman and it turns out like she gets unlocked as a playable character. So if you save your game at any point, mm-hmm. the Neo Geo popular has an internal battery. So it remembers like the right. date and time and stuff after about a month, like randomly she becomes unlocked. Yeah. It's not like beat the game and you get Joseph Steele and beat, you know, do like tournaments or something like that or play a certain number of hours. She just shows up after a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's, it's odd, but I, I but thought it was really cool. cool that like, so the Neo Geo pocket, you, like you put in like a little watch battery and it uh, will track the day and time you put it all in. Like if you play through an emulator, it's always asking you every day, like every time you play it, like right, what, right. what day is it? And uh, so I thought that was a really neat aspect that only the Neo Geo pocket color was doing at that time. Right. And she kind of reminds me too of my mm-hmm. from, yeah, she kind of got that kind of sex appeal i gotta say like they i think they they designed her that way but it's not overblown right like she has like a t-shirt kind of thing on under her outfit yeah yeah but uh yeah that's the character rundown uh it's a fun list i mean Mm -hmm. you got 10 characters they they didn't need to add anymore i think the game was perfect and designed the way it is just designed the way it is Mm -hmm. so uh let's move on to some more music so we talked about alex uh we got his theme next it's called funky dog
All right, that was Alex theme called Funky Dog, composed by Takafumi Wada. Yeah, and since uh, we know Alex is kind of a cocky, the rock type character, this this track was really fun and kind yeah. of all over the place and wild and didn't really take itself too seriously. And I thought since it's kind of mostly in that high range, it's very uh, loud in that aspect of like it's hard not to notice the ear piercingness of it. This is a very memorable track to mm-hmm. me. Like I, I kind of hum this, you know, during the day after I've been listening to it a few times. Just it, it's very catchy. It does have kind of a little funk to it. It's just uh, the bass is fun. Everything about the track, this whole soundtrack, man, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it countless times later. Mm-hmm. After you guys listen to this episode, there's going to be a track. I'm not sure which one it is, but <laughs> yeah. you're going to be like humming it like, you know, the rest of your work day or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Eagle's theme, which we have up next, which is called Tokyo Man. You just heard Eagle's theme, which is called Tokyo Man, composed by Takafumi Wada. This track is really a lot of fun. Dude. Yeah. I like how in the beginning it's got like a like a really clear kind of intro vibe. Mm-hmm. When your character's walking in, you really only are hearing this track for like 10 seconds maybe. So it's really crucial what uh, Wada-san is actually you know, using for that that short duration that you get. It's not until you go to like their story where you actually hear the full track listed out right. or played out. But um, switching to uh, an octave higher uh, just it, it just kind of gives me chills a little bit. Like I like that. Like da da da. Just gears me up. Yeah, I really really liked this track a lot. I thought it was really fun, really wild. Um, it had a lot of energy and a lot of diversity in the way the track was. There were parts that were just, like you said, kind of felt like intro parts. And there were parts that were really energetic and uh, almost like, uh, you know, you're in battle type you know, stuff. I just thought it was a really fun track. I, I, I liked the, the energy this one had. Yeah. So we've been talking about the uh, gameplay, talking about the characters. The look of the game is so important to how everything kind of plays out. Everything is proportioned uh, the way you would want it to be for such a small screen with mm-hmm. a very low resolution, right? Uh, I, I think the graphics are absolutely gorgeous in right. this game. We talked about different games uh, before on the show that had a minimal sprite color palette, which is like, you know, four colors, I think, per sprite. And mm-hmm. the Neo Geo Pocket, I believe, had the same. Um, and it shows in the the characters, but you almost don't notice because each one and has such 
lively animations that uh, it kind of distracts you from from the the limited colors yeah and the, the limited colors actually help with branding the characters too as far as like we we're saying that Dietz he's all gray like he doesn't have any color to him at all and someone like Kay is pink uh and one thing should be noted she's not tiny either yeah she's she, yoked out she looks like she can hold her own but it, it really helps them stand out against the backgrounds which are very colorful all the different rings are so cool They're with the, like the neo geo pocket logo uh the iew logo the different colors of the the mats and the, the and, ropes and, and you can change those out too you can do like color swaps and stuff mm -hmm. on those and it kind of mixes up the game a little bit you got the the crowd moving and you got lights kind of flashing and there's a lot of color you know, even though it's it's limited, it, it, it tricks you to making it feel a lot more fledged out. Mm -hmm. I didn't once think that like there was any issue with playing it on like my big screen. I was right. like I was enjoying it just as much as if I were playing it on the tiny Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah, and then like uh, all the the names and the the times are all easily. I mean, they're not. It's not like overly complex and over designed. It's just really simple. Uh, and one thing I really liked about it was the the character proportions are very, uh, you know, realistic to a degree as far as this this could handle. Um, I think you'd see I, a lot of games on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, like a lot of fighting games had that uh, SD style, right. you know, with like the big heads and the short bodies. This doesn't this, follow that. Yeah, this doesn't follow that at all. And I thought that really worked great for it. And then the the perspective on the ring and everything is more re, is more realistic. It's not like a top down or isometric like, that would be yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, isometric would be would be really difficult. But uh, I just thought this game was extremely beautiful the first time I saw it. I didn't expect a lot when we were first uh, when we first decided to look at Big Bang Pro Wrestling. You know, over a year ago, I thought, oh, this is going to be another just generic. Wrestling, wrestling game. game there was yeah. a million of them out at the time and this really blew us away yeah snk's entries for all their neo geo pocket color games they have like just this fantastic presentation mm -hmm. style and like it's just completely spectacular what they can pull off in such a limited system you know and big bang pro wrestling it's I want to say it's probably one of the best on the platform. Mm -hmm. Like it really is uh, up there with, you know, metal slug and Sonic and, uh, you know, Neo turf masters. It's, it's up there. It ranks mm -hmm. up there. I even like it better that, I mean, look, the Neo Geo pocket color didn't have a huge library, right? But when you compare all the, the black and white games and everything, this really holds its own. If this game was in black and white, I think it would equally be as impressive. Yeah. It just really has amazing gameplay. It's, it's a simplified version of the fire pro wrestling series that is amazing and people love. And so if you're into that, this is, you know, goes right hand in hand with that. And I think even the graphics kind of, kind of mirror that image. Mm -hmm. So the other thing about the graphics that really stands out to me is the, uh, when you go into like the story mode, you get these cutscenes of the character mm -hmm. kind of training and doing different things. And I think that that's also uh, awesome attention to detail on SNK's part. Oh, yeah. And earlier you mentioned how when the game starts up, it has like these um, like kind of like cutscenes, like showing off the game and the characters. Oh, and, yeah, like the intro sequence. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, it's not something you really expect to be that dynamic on such a tiny little handheld. Yeah. Anyways, so let's get in some more tunes. We got streaming, which is Joseph's theme. And we'll be right back.
All right, that was Joseph's theme called Streaming, composed by Takafumi Wada. Yeah, and like we mentioned before, Joseph is the big main boss that you're trying to get the title from, so you kind of expect his track to have a lot going on and be really dynamic. It's uh, very weird to me, man. It, like it, the it is weird. Like that swell is like, like, like why? To me, it was kind of like... Fun meets dangerous at the same time. Like, oh, yeah, he's like this dude. He's fun. But you got to take him seriously because he's, he's obviously gonna, very he's good. He's going to bite you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, uh, it's a cool track, though. I, I liked, uh, you know, even when it's doing that that uh, kind of twinkly part, that, you know, kind of trilly part, uh, it's still like the bass is going dum, 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 dum. And I think that that kind of gives me the impression of like, like jaws or something it's not the da, da, a little bit but it's yeah. like the da, 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 you know yeah it's so. like there's something uneasy about those parts yeah anyways what do we got next next up we have cocoa milk which is case theme <laughs> You just heard Coco Milk, which is Kay's theme, composed by Takafumi Iwata. This might be one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. This is cool, man. Yeah. This is really cool. I really love uh, in that second part where the... Uh, so the, the percussion line is, is really rad. It's mm-hmm. rocking the whole way through. And then it gets to that second part, and it turns into this really cool like brush stroke. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear that real quick? Mm-hmm. I like that. It's, it's probably not going to sound that cool when we sold it out, <laughs> but I, I like it a lot. It's like somebody playing spoons or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part. It's like club. <laughs> you can see where that is, right? Oh man, that bass is awesome too. Yeah, yeah. it's a very cool track. I mean, that second part. Uh, I mean, the opening is pretty cool. It's simple and kind of sweet, like you would maybe expect for a female character um, in the you know the 2000s. But then it really just like takes a different turn, and I really like that part. And then even t- right before the loop, it gets really pretty intense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wada, he did a really fantastic job with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. I, I don't want to say other composers might blow this off or anything like that, but you, you think of Big Bang Pro Wrestling maybe while it was in development there could have been a chance that he's like okay you know like who's gonna play it's a wrestling game and you know, i'm just gonna make like some 
you know, some simple tunes or something like that. But no, like this is really, he is very diligent at putting something very unique to each character mm-hmm. uh, with the limitations and still gives you just this wealth of like ear candy. Yeah. Know? And it would be interesting too, to see how SNK thought of this game, because like we said, it was very late uh, for the, the company. It was their last game and they didn't really do much else with wrestling. And this was, you know, their second attempt at a wrestling game. Yeah. Like, did they even think of this game as very important to them or right. is it just the company was winding down? Let's finish off the projects that we, we have started. But um, I think not just us a lot of people really love this game and and it's you know it's hard to find and it's expensive yeah you know what's funny is there's also a beta version of the game it's kind of in rom form floating around which suggests that the original name is going to be called wrestling madness Mm -hmm. which you know whatever a big bang pro wrestling isn't much better so (laughs) they could have gone with either one uh, there's a few graphic differences, including like the title screen, but they play identical. Mm-hmm. Some of the character sprites, um, they all look the same, but their um, their portraits are a little bit different, like not okay. as polished out, but it's basically the same exact game. The game, like we said before, is also pretty hard to come by. I kind of spotted it in behind glass in Japan like once, and right. I'll post a picture somewhere, like maybe in Discord or something. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like I think it was, man, I, I don't want to jump the gun here and guess but i think it was like 300 something yeah like. they're they're extremely expensive it's it's pretty pretty crazy yeah uh there's a lot of other very expensive games on the neo geo pocket color and that's because you know collectors are buying them all up and there's not really as many in circulation too yeah i mean this was a, a system that didn't pump out games and it didn't pump out copies of those games so i mean there's there's tons of them like uh we did the the uh, Rockman Battle, uh, was it Battle and Fighters? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. another extremely expensive game. Um, I think that's like 300 to $350. Um, but uh, there's there's a whole bunch of them. Even some games that's like never really heard of or didn't really make uh, a splash from whatever type of franchise here in the U.S. And right. it's just like, wow, like Metal Slug itself is like $80. I'm so glad because when I got Metal Slug, it was like 20 bucks or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of good stuff on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, but not a lot of quantity. Yeah. So, you know, if you do have a Neo Geo Pocket Color and you want to buy some games, ooh. uh, (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) Luckily, you know, if you did get in earlier, like me, you probably have a good handful of stuff. I have like Sonic, a Mm -hmm. a few, uh, Baseball Stars, stuff like that. And I think you have Neo Turf Masters? Uh, yes, I have Neo Turf Masters. I also have Sonic. Um, I remember you you brought me some games from Japan back that were just like random, you know, like relatively cheap Neo Geo Pocket Color games. Yeah. They were like puzzle or gambling type games. Yeah, I think one's like a pachinko game or <laughs> yeah. something. Anyways, let's get into another track. This is called Geisha, and it is final match background music composed by Takafumi Wada.
You just heard the final match background music called Geisha, composed by Takafumi Wada. Maybe not as like energetic as some of the other tracks we heard, but it is kind of like the final shakedown kind mm-hmm. of track. Uh, I liked it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's not a whole lot to say about this track. It's it's pretty cool. Um, it's I mean, it's really solid. It's not my favorite track, but it's definitely not a bad track at all. Yeah, there is something I do want to say about it. What is going on with that first that first channel? Yeah. Can you hear that real quick? Yeah. What is that noise? Uh, it's doing something really weird with like... Let's hear it here. So, so I'm going to turn off channel 2, 3, and the noise channel. Mm-hmm. You hear that? Like, what? What is that? Is yeah, it like a tambourine or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking kind of like wood blocks or something. Yeah. That's a cool noise, man. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> Sounds like crickets or something too. Uh, anyways, yeah, cool track. Not a whole lot to say. Not a lot there. Uh, but still, I think serves a good purpose for being like kind of the final match. Mm-hmm. You know? So, awesome. Anyways. Uh, that about wraps up the show. Today we covered Big Bang Pro Wrestling on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, composed by Takafumi Wada. Yeah, if you want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for show notes and track lists. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pixelated Audio. The best way to get in touch with us is Discord. Right. That's a lot of action in there. Uh, we have two moderators. There is Norm and Electric Boogaloo, and they kind of post a lot of tracks, and uh, they're great guys, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, you know, jeans in there, like everybody, a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, friends. And so join the Discord server, the links on the website, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very cool seeing a lot of the listeners of the show get to interact with each other because, you know, sometimes like us, we think we're the only people that know about this stuff. And then you find all these other people that are interested and it's, you, you know, you make new friendships. Pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, do want to give uh, a few shout outs. There's a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of comments and feedback mm-hmm. since the last episode and want to give a shout out to uh, Brandon Gibbons for being a new patron. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Uh, means a lot to us and helps support the show. A uh, lot of reviews on iTunes recently. We got one from Canon of the West uh, from the US. It's just a really nice uh, kind of review for uh, the podcast. And mm-hmm. so we want to say thank you. Zeta Strike from the U.S. also left us a great review. Uh, thank you very much. There was MVDS from Brazil uh, also left a, an awesome review. Uh, I had to use a translator because yeah. I don't speak Portuguese, but uh, it was very awesome to see that uh, review in there as well. Also, uh, man, a few others, man. We got like one from the U.K. It was Kotatsu Neko. I uh, just want to say thank you very much. Yeah. And then Norm Norm Malones from the U.S. <laughs> that's a fun name. I think name, that's yeah. Norm. I think this it is probably Norm. is, yeah. He uh, just got around to, to doing Actually it. doing a review. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. So much. I mean, like like you guys have seen, we've been kind of off for a little while. And then we came back in an episode. And then we were kind of gone for another couple of weeks. That's my fault. Uh, but yeah. uh, I mean, just all the support you guys have shown the show and asking when's there new episodes is everything okay like all the activity in discord it's just been really really great um, helping us through you know all this tough transitions with moving and doing different things and families growing and stuff it's been it's been very helpful yeah and also want to give a big shout out to g the guardian for doing the proper vgm pack Mm -hmm. of this uh, I wanted to do it a long time ago, but I never really got around to it. So I appreciate that, dude. Uh, you can find the link on our sister site, vgmrips.net, where all the cool guys hang out. And there's a ton of 
pack so you can go ahead and rate them download them listen to all this music if you have an iphone you can use modizer which is a great way to listen to these vgm packs yeah uh, if you have android i think there is droid sound which also works and i think is pretty up to date with its vgm uh plug-in and uh yeah so just want to say thanks to everybody over at bgmrips.net as well oh yeah and then if you're new to the show we have a lot of episodes to check out uh we mentioned neo turf masters which we um you know, we had Takushi Hiyamura on the show, which was very cool. And then we also had uh, Sonic, which is uh, our other Neo Geo Pocket Color episode. But, I mean, there's so many different systems, Genesis, you know, SNES, MSX. Um, but is there a, an episode that uh, you that kind of sticks out to you right now? Uh, Just off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, um, Bob. Bob for the yeah. Nintendo and Why? Genesis. Yeah. I don't know, but Bob. Yeah, go, another, go listen to that one. That was a another fun good episode. old one. Yeah, it was super, yeah, super NES and Genesis. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, uh, I think Pokemon Snap. I think is oh, a, man, it's yeah. like, you know, Pokemon's big, but uh, people don't really think about yeah. the 64. And we haven't done too many 64 episodes. Yeah, it's because a lot of the 64 stuff kind of sounds muddled. So yeah. we got to just find something that we like and do it. I mean, we did do a few tracks on our Bongayo episode, mm-hmm. but that's been kind of about it. Yeah, that was mostly uh, not focused on the, the uh, N64. The N64, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of episodes, and we got a lot more coming. Uh, this year's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of really cool stuff planned out. Uh, I'm going to plug Gene's uh, miniseries. It's going to be coming up soon. I'm yeah. probably putting them on the spot uh, <laughs> to get it done because I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I, I really like uh, We haven't talked about the idea behind it, I don't think. So I'm really excited for this idea. I think yeah, it'll be cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we just got a lot of other really cool stuff coming up. So uh, hope you guys stick with us and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode. In the meantime, though, we're going to leave you with a little track I like to call Your Mind, which is the ending theme. And we did play this one actually before in an expansion pack, but it's so good. We got to hear it again. Thank you guys again. And we'll see you back in a few weeks.